0: And I would give us a grade of an F of that at this point, right? If I'm going to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think... For fantastic? Not for fantastic, no.
1: <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with I better this be. Ca- I'm not going to be
0: careful what I'm going to say the next thing's out of my mouth. But yeah, the F stands for something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome back, this is episode five of OnRamp, and today we have an awesome opportunity to talk about the state of the church. If you're listening, uh, we are in the basement of Northside Church, currently under construction, so the walls are demolished, there's exposed beams, there's lights hanging from the ceiling, there's electrical wires everywhere. We're safe, but this conversation may not be. Thanks for staying tuned. Yeah, I just realized that I'm wearing the same sweatshirt, but if you're listening and not watching, you wouldn't know that. So uh, today we're here and we're uh, we're talking about the state of the church. And I think in our last podcast, uh, Greg said something to the effect of, he looks around the church and he wonders, why are these people coming to church? And um, It wasn't those people, it was mostly you two. Oh, it was mostly us. <laughs> yeah, why, why do I we agree. come to church? No, no I'm joking. Yeah. And so we, we wanted to get into... Uh, the concept of church, why, why do you go to church? You know, what are you defining the church as? What is the goal of church? How should it affect our lives personally? And how should it ultimately affect the way that we live our life in community mm-hmm. and in this community? So we're located in Coquitlam, BC. I know you're listening and watching from all over the world. So our it's important. Millions uh, of fans around the world. Yeah. Millions yeah. of fans. Nice to see you. Yeah. Um, Coquitlam, BC. That's where we're joining uh, you from. And we're going to get into it. So first of all, I wanted to just define the church. You know, sometimes we go into work, we might work in a non-Christian environment and people said, what'd you do on the weekend? And you say, well, I, I went to church.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What does that mean for you? And, and I'm going to start here with Jen and Greg. What does that mean for you? What does it mean to go to church?
1: I think, I think it's a funny question because uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago and then I go to Starbucks on my way to church most Sundays um, and this is a long-held tradition for me and people always ask me where I'm going, the person in the drive-thru or if I'm in the cafe. And just this last Sunday, um, the woman at the window said, where are you off to? And I was like, I'm off to church. And she's like, I've never been to church. What do you do at church? And I'm just sitting there and thinking about this. And I thought, how do I express it if you've never been or if your, you know, opinion or view is jaded by media or or that kind of thing? So it was just this blank slate and I had 30 seconds to say something, but I said, you know, I'm a Christ follower and it's not something that you can do in isolation. And so I participate in a community of faith. We come together, we pray, we we sing songs that are worship. We listen to teaching and experience that. So that's what church is on, like, Sunday. But the question of what the church is is so much bigger than that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm rambling.
2: No, it's good. I think there's a word there that you said, which was it's not, you know, not done in isolation, which is a interesting concept, too, because it's, you know, during COVID, we've been in isolation. During COVID, we've been in our homes. We've been, um, you know, watching from our computers or in the car in between soccer practices or not necessarily in the same place mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and I think that in itself has, we, we have been an isolated church the last year, and it hasn't felt the same for me. Has mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't know. Comment?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I made that comment in our last video that I, I look around and I wonder why most of people go to church. And sometimes I think, I, I think that because I look at myself and I wonder why I go to church mm-hmm. sometimes. And I, I really, I don't like the whole concept of we just go to church because that's what we do as mm-hmm. Christians. I, I think that's pointless. I, I don't, that inertia that it's just what we've always done or it's what's expected of you as a christian you better go to church on sunday it's what defines a christian i think it's terrible and i think i think what we're seeing like you and i've talked you know off camera about covid and kind of the the difference that has made around church attendance and you know our church is significantly down in terms of numbers on a sunday morning and i think a lot of people because you know in our part of the world churches were shut down for Mm -hmm. I don't know a year year and a half or something like that yeah and we were all online so there was no in-person gathering and I think a lot of people took that time to reflect and said I don't know why I go to church either right like it's it's not whether it's not doing anything for them in their lives or it's not changing them in any way or they found out when they didn't have it they didn't really miss it that much and it's kind of like this big reset button in terms of church attendance and I think that's that's horrible, right? Because I think there needs to be, there needs to be something that we get out of church. Kind of sounds selfish to say that, but there's, it can't just be something that we do because that's what Christians do, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it used to be you'd have to go to church to get teaching because there was nowhere else to get teaching. Now with the internet, you can see world-class teaching at the touch of a button, wherever you want, right? Mm -hmm. From anywhere. Worship, yeah, I love uh, community worship, but I mean, you can worship the Lord not in a church setting. Um, Community is really important, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, the church is not so much the building of the church, but it's who we are. We are the church, right? So the, the getting together in the community part of church. But even that, I think, is not enough. Because... It can, sometimes it's just a social club, right? We look at church and it's just, oh, this is we just get together and I have lots of friends and we go and we listen to a sermon and we sing and then I talk with my friends about the football games that are coming up later that day or whatever it is, and our kids' soccer or whatever it is. It has to be more than that mm-hmm. too, right? It has to be a community that's together going towards a purpose. And yeah. I think you can't really talk about the state of the church without kind of defining what the purpose mm-hmm. of the church is and mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing.
2: Yeah. I think something, too, that that just jumped into my mind as you were sharing was is the church is never meant to be a country club. Yeah. And a a country club is interesting because they could care less if you even come as long as you pay the dues. So there are monthly dues in a, in a country club, you know, and you pay monthly and you might play golf once a, once a year with your friends or you might brunch. have a wedding there. You might go over there for, br- oh, brunch is good. Yeah. I mean, working yeah. in the church, we don't get brunch very no. often because we have to no. work during brunch. But for those that are enjoying brunch while not coming to church, um, you know, I think about it like the church isn't a country club, right? It's not a place to just come and hang out with. It's more than that. It's it's a place that we're supposed to come to for inspiration and then when we leave, we're entering into like the mission field, right?
0: Well, I mean, that's where I would come from, right? Is that I think the church has a purpose and it's had the same purpose since the Garden of Eden, right? When God talked to uh, Adam and Eve and he said, he planted that Garden of Eden in the middle of a chaotic and unruly world. Mm. And he said, your your mission is to expand the kingdom until it covers the entire earth. Really, to me, that's kind of a picture of what we are called to do in terms of Christians and expanding the kingdom. So, you know, God left the the 99 to go searching after the one. I think our job as the church is to go out and impact our um, community and the people around us with the good news that we have of Jesus Christ. And I think everything that we do on kind of a Sunday morning or as part of church is really to prepare people to go out into the mission field. And, you know, I know other people might have different opinions, but that's kind of that's the bent that I see of church. And so if I'm not being prepared to go out and do the other work, then what am I doing, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm either not being prepared or I'm not willing to go do the other work, why do I come to church on mm-hmm. a Sunday?
2: So for you, it sounds like, a, I mean, a, an evangelistic bent. So if I was to look yeah. at like evangelism, um, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, each one of those is really important in a, in a church, each one of them being very different, right? And it sounds like you're talking about the, the kind of evangelistic where you're going to, Yeah, you, you I, could I, chime in. It looks I, like you're disagreeing, which is great. Well, no, I mean, that's great. kind of my bent, right, yeah. is
0: that I'm more of an evangelistic guy. But I think that, I think when we talk about the state of the church, my metric for kind of measuring the state of the church is how well are you impacting the culture around mm-hmm. you? Right. And I would give us a grade of an F of that at this point, right? If I'm going to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think... For fantastic? Not for fantastic, no.
1: <laughs> I'm unfamiliar <laughs> I better with this careful I'm not going to be
0: careful what I'm going to say the next thing's out of my mouth. But yeah, the F stands for something else.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad, if you were watching this.
2: Yeah. Chan, you want to chime in?
1: Well, oh, I just... I I. One, one of the things about the state of the church at present and maybe why we're sitting in the environment that we are, there, there does seem to be a, a reset, an invitation to consider, okay, church was going along, great guns, and then March 2020 happens and everything that was taking place stops. And we've never been afforded the opportunity to, to take a step back and say, was what we were doing working or no. was it just yeah. what we knew? Yeah. And so because it's been so much time and now there's not the great return to, you know, the numbers or the programs and all of the things that were taking place, we do have this opportunity to to reset and reconsider and rebuild. Um and in that I see I see hope. Mm-hmm. I see it as a great opportunity to to say, okay, as an individual Christ follower, there is an incredibly important and rich tradition of coming together as a community of faith. And are we are we doing that well? Are mm-hmm. we doing that with a passing grade? And are we willing to risk the conversations of what are we doing? What do we need to do? Are we relevant? Are we so like are we just I heard a sermon years ago about um, being light in the darkness and then the pastor used the illustration it's one of the better illustrations of this is scratching an itch And if you're just scratching someone's itch and they're not actually itchy, you're really annoying and probably kind of inappropriate. And just really looking at the relevant Mm. connection. Are we, are we light in the darkness? Are we even aware of what's going on around there, out there? And yeah, so I appreciate what, what Greg's saying and just the state of the room that we're sitting in and the physical renovations that are taking place right now. Just the invitation to consider Mm -hmm. where are we at? What are we doing? How do we do this? Mm -hmm. And just the excitement and the opportunity to lean in and lean towards what is happening.
2: Yeah. And I think there's a real excitement too, that in that rebuilding, it's It's inviting more people along to do the rebuilding. Mm -hmm. You know, I also see a, um, a very overstaffed church in general in North America, which lends itself to performance, which lends itself to entertainment, which lends itself to specialists who are paid by the church to do X, Y, and Z. Sorry, I'm American. It's Z, um, <laughs> Z, and and I I think it's also like who's going to help with this rebuilding. And so, one of the passages that I always think about when I think about the church being um, part of the rebuilding or equipped is is Ephesians chapter four, and Ephesians chapter four has this great passage about some some of you might know this as the fivefold ministry or. Um, uh, something else, but it's really about the ministry gifts within the church. And it's four eleven and following. It says, "...he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, mm. so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ." And so one thing that I've heard Greg and Jen say, and it's true, is that we're you know, making disciples, like ongoing followers of Jesus. And being an ongoing follower of Jesus, like the disciples, was doing the works of ministry, right? And I find that um, we've gotten away from that, and we're not equipping enough people in these areas for the work of service. And, and, and the passage says, it's only in this will we reach maturity, it's only in this will there be fullness. And so as we look at the state of the church, I, I see a, I see a church lacking power. I see a, a church lacking maturity. I see a church lacking fullness. And I'm part of this too. I'm not saying every, everybody yeah, else's problem. Yeah. I'm part of it too. But yeah. if you look around, the church was meant to be moving, powerful, equipping all people for ministry. And so Sunday really should be a celebration where we all come together and talk about what we've been doing all week. Yeah. And I find that we're so far from this, you know, original first century church and what it was meant to be that, um, and so that's the discipleship component, you know, is that, is that are we making disciples or are we just making Christians? Are we just getting numbers, attendance, um, checking a box so that we can fill out our gold sheet for national office? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Are we we're supposed to be making disciples and I don't know, what does that mean? What does a disciple mean, right? But
0: that's tough, right? Like that's, not only is that hard work, but it's also, it's scary work, right? Like if you tell me, like for me to say, I'm a Christian, so I show up to church and church is pretty easy to attend, right? Like you can come, you can sit down, we sing a few songs, you listen to somebody who's pretty easy to listen to and you can maybe chat with one or two people or you don't even have to at the end and you go home it's pretty easy, mm-hmm. right? Going out into the mission field is not nearly as easy and it doesn't feel nearly as good. And I think, I don't, I don't want to call it soft, but I, if you look at the church in the West, like I think we're pretty soft, right? Like comfortable. We're comfortable. We, we value comfort over growth. Maybe that's what it is, right? And it's, we, I, but having said that, I think that there is a desire like once you have the Holy Spirit in you and that fire starts to burn, it's burning. And like I talk to lots of people in our church, other churches, in the church who have a desire for more, mm-hmm. right? They're not quite sure how to get there, mm-hmm. but they know there's a desire for more. I, I find that's where it starts, right? The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit lights the fire mm-hmm. on the inside and it's like, I know there's more. I, and sometimes you get glimpses of it when people give a testimony or you hear of miraculous or whatever it is. But there's just a sense, I think there's more, right? God is calling me to more. Mm-hmm. And I think it's we have to get past the, the comfortable to get to the more. And, and sometimes our structure is more aimed at the comfortable because we want to invite people. We want it to be comfortable when they come to church. But that's ultimately not what people need, right? They don't need comfort. I would rather mm-hmm. have fewer people but have more people on fire right mm-hmm. then, and I think that's kind of you know you touched on that earlier I think it's maybe an opportunity for us kind of the big reset of COVID mm-hmm. is that with less people in church the thing is the people that came back are the people that have fire mm-hmm. and I think you want to invest in those people and I think it's a great opportunity for the church right now to really take a look and figure out what we're doing yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. sorry for some of the noises in the background there's a construction <laughs> zone which is They're you know sometimes it's re- messy rebuilding right? around us rebuilding yeah. And um, what do you think, Jen? Do you want to you jump in?
1: Well, I was just thinking that Greg just mentioned being, you know, comfy or soft. And I think if we build our whole concept of church around one experience on Sundays, we are we're missing so much of what the, the word even means, what the concept of church even is. So it's almost going back to that first question that you posed of you know what is the church and what is my purpose in the church what is my connection with the church like why am i here in mm-hmm. the church and reviving that that understanding of it being more than a gathering place on sunday where it is comfortable to come and listen to songs and and that that position of you know learning a little bit but is it impacting my effect in the world, like, is it impacting my relationships? Is it impacting my witness? Is it impacting, um, yeah, my church movement in this world? And yeah, that's, it's just a challenging question to get, sit there and consider, you know, mm-hmm. what is church and am I interacting with the church in a way that is beneficial for my own discipleship and my own growth? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see like in coming back uh, since COVID coming mm-hmm. back if we can call it that if we can call it post COVID I, I don't even know where we're at <laughs> anymore but I know I've had some experiences in in my life group and the like the smaller gatherings where there's been such a renewed heart of connection and caring for one another and praying for one another that every, after every time we meet, I am humbled by the opportunity to be together in each other's lives and praying for uh, like work opportunities and praying for family situations and and praying for health things, uh, praying together and just seeing the encouragement and momentum of that is that has been one of the, biggest highlights of the last few months is the reconnection in the, the smaller community where our faith is encouraged and, yeah, that mm. opportunity to go from this place with a fire rekindled in our hearts to face the week or the day or the next meeting, whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. But that smaller group place of church... Um, which can get lost when we're in a, a bigger group place mm-hmm. of church.
2: Yeah, I love that. And I think what, what you're touching on is, because is, we've touched on you know, evangelism and, and doing the work of ministry. We've touched on discipleship and what that means. And, and this, this other component, which is fellowship, I think is also, this needs to change. Um, now, maybe I'm going to speak from a larger church context because a smaller church probably has great fellowship, and you have potlucks after the service, and you have connection. And okay, maybe not.
1: Well, I, I you're looking at me because I come from a previously a smaller church, but even there, like we would have fellowship after the service. But even there, the the challenge was in you know 2019, 2018, whatever the year was. How many of you know where people live? Like, how many of you have been invested in each other's houses, lives? Like, even in a smaller church, culture Mm. is disconnected or hospitality is foreign. And that leap from my individual experience of faith to a communal experience of faith is one that. Even in a smaller church, often needs to be reminded or you know recentered, rebuilt, and encouraged. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that culture does that easily. Like living in a vulnerable connection with people where we're like, sharing our lives together.
2: <laughs> no, and that's that, that's a big that's a big thing that's missing. And I mentioned this last Sunday, even in my sermon. I think that's a, a huge thing that's missing in the church is the ability to be vulnerable. And the ability to invite a friend over to your home when it's not perfectly clean. I mean, I know people that um, they, they say that I actually hire a cleaner before I invite my close friends over. And I'm like, that's where it's got to. I told you that in confidence. George. I'm sorry, Greg. I mean, your house is super clean. But, you know, I, I mean, where the church is, is like you drop in. Yeah. It's the kind of relationships yeah. where you drop in. And even that is giving some people great anxiety right now. Is just, if somebody dropped into your house, would you open up your door and let them in and be comfortable? And I think no. that's really how, <laughs> that's how far we have to go.
0: But that, that is how you change lives, mm-hmm. right? It, it's one person at a time and you have to be invested. And it, mm-hmm. sometimes it's ugly and sometimes it's messy. But that's what it is, right? Like if, if your church experience is going to the large gathering, and then I don't really have any one-on-one experience Mm -hmm. outside of Sunday morning. You're doing it wrong, right? Like, I like what you said before, is that we should the rest of the week is we go out and have the great interactions and stories so that we can come back on a sunday and share them with each other and encourage each other right mm-hmm. that's i love that part of church which is to come and encourage one another to continue on in those works that you've been doing well you got to be doing the works out there you got to be inviting your neighbor over you got to be having those conversations you got to be saying how is it going no mm-hmm. how is it really going mm-hmm. and it's okay if somebody breaks down in front of you or you break down in front of somebody else or you're going out, and when you see somebody out there, and God puts a thought in your head that you're brave enough to go and talk to somebody, mm-hmm. and, and you know engage with them because God has something He wants for that person. Those are the things that the church does, right? And that's how a church goes out and affects its community around it. Is you got to be engaged with people outside of Sunday morning?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the concept of ministry, I think, is is maybe another huge thing to get into because I think that has such a, a an <laughs> it just has such an understanding that is misguided right it's like oh ministry is done in the church right. mm-hmm. ministry is done by leader ministry leaders no a ministry is living the life of following jesus and bringing jesus wherever you go it's yeah. bringing christ in you the hope of glory to everyone that you meet that's ministry it's not in a church it's it's wherever you are it could right. be in the church hopefully Hopefully there's some ministry being done in the church. And it doesn't need to be
0: in the name of Jesus Christ every time we do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes people need an encouraging word. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has given you the gift of encouragement, or he's given you a word that this person needs to hear, or whatever it is. You don't have to say, like, oh, I'm a Christian. We go to church. This is what I do. How about just telling somebody, like you're fantastic at the job you did or whatever it is, right? right. Like, oh, go and curse somebody. Like, so, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, well, it's always, I, I don't know. I, I, I've talked about this before. It's like Christians are terrible because we always have an agenda every time we go somewhere and do ministry, right? And our agenda is we need to turn these people into Christians and they better learn about Jesus. Well, I, I think our ministry is to take the Holy Spirit wherever we go and take Jesus and then just... Act Christ-like, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot to that. That it's, you know, that's really being the church out there. Like, people just—they need encouragement. They need, you know, whatever it is out there. They need help. We have answers. We don't always have to go with, well, Jesus said this. Like, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. That's—I I think that's where we break down in terms of trying to relate to our culture so much is that we can't just be kind of normal sometimes out there and just have conversations with the wisdom that comes with having the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm.